Hey, very good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Sean. And this is Alex. And you're listening to another episode of Kosher Kings A through Z. This Minnesota series brings you a different kosher every week, and this week's letter is K for Kumba. Welcome to Kumba, to your first experience of the mighty beast. Begin your journey up Kumba's main incline. Ascending slowly, your train makes its way through the center of a vertical loop before reaching Kumba's maximum height of 143 feet. Once over the top, you turn and plummet 135 feet to the bottom of the drop. Kumba, one of our absolute favorite roller coasters here in Florida, located at Busch Gardens Tampa. We love having any excuse or opportunity to talk about this ride. It is one of our favorites. This was B&M's first big looper project, or like standard sit-down looping coaster. Up to that point, they had built um, stand-up coasters and inverted coasters of kind of a smaller, compact size. But this was like their first big, like, massive ride. It kind of introduced like the mega looper beyond what Arrow did with elevating elements. It really created big elements big inversions and that kind of made it like the looper we know nowadays. Uh, the coast opened on April 20th of 1993, opening uh, with the world's tallest vertical loop. Just the sheer size of the different elements and stuff was just completely unheard of because even, you know, the smaller projects that they had done, the loops, the inversions on a ride like Batman the Ride were in a similar scale to that which we've already seen, but like the big massive augmented inversions of Kumba were just uh, completely special and unique to the ride. The ride is 43.6 meters tall, or 143 feet tall, 96.6 kilometers per hour, or 60 miles per hour at its fastest, and 1,212 and a half meters, or 3,978 feet long. And it has seven inversions, most of which are totally unique, Kumba also has four trains, uh, three of which can run at once. Not that has happened a whole lot lately, but this <laughs> possibility and all four trains still exist. The cool thing is, is that the giant train barn is actually located in the middle of the ride plot. So when you're standing in the station, you can actually see the giant barn. Um, kind of cool because it's mm -hmm. one of the first coasters to, first of all, have four in a row seating on a sit-down coaster, but also one of the first coasters to have that large of a train bay uh, for a regional theme park. Kumba means roar in the African Congo language. Which is an actual language, I had to look it up. <laughs> because I thought like, oh, I thought it was Congo isn't like just like, you know, a, a tribal language, something spoken in the Congo region, but it's actually the name of the, of the, of the language. You know that? I did know that. <laughs> I did know that, so I was like, let me throw it in there. Because I think it's super cool. Yes. Uh, kind of reminds me of Zanga at the Discovery Kingdom where they had to like specify it something in Swahili, wasn't that the case? Yeah. Um, so I would just, you know, I wanted to be very accurate here. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> very good. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's continue. Anywho, um, the ghost also has a new vertical loop that wraps around the ride's lift hill, very similar to Riddler's Revenge. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, the first roller coaster to do that was a Togo coaster. A the, Togo looping coaster. It's gone now though. Mamanga Super sad. Mamanga stand loop coaster. That thing was so scary. Yeah. I mean, not to go off topic, but We're gonna go off topic. Goomba has an M in it and Mamanga starts with an M. So there you go. Anywho's. Wow. Okay. Uh, Kumba is integrated with the rest of the Congo area 
Bedbush Gardens Tampa and moves around the park's rapids ride, the Congo River Rapids ride, Intamin First Generation River Rapids ride, Park Serengeti train also passes under Kumba, threads the Cobra Roll. In fact, the ride does a really nice job of, of navigating around existing points of interest uh, in the area and the whole little Congo area. I think it's a very nice, like well put together section of the park with, with two pretty strong, like iconic little attractions there. Yeah, it's very nice. I think it's my favorite area of the park because it's mm -hmm. very tree, like there's a lot of trees, so it's, it's very forested, very yeah. shady. And then there's bridges that connect parts of uh, the Congo area and then Kumba just kind of sizzles through that or roars through it rather. Um, the cool thing I think is with the train because the train is a steam train so like it will have like mm -hmm. the smoke or steam coming up and then when the train hits the Cobra Roll just as the train comes uh, as the as the park train goes underneath it's really cool and kind of wild so mm -hmm. um, really really nice integration I wish they still did that with their more modern rides but I mean think about it, Cheetah Hunt's really nicely integrated yeah. too so they, they turned they out to be a that. Bush Gardens thing not a it was definitely a Bush Gardens thing <laughs> Um, because then there's the parking lot coasters. Um, next up, actually, Bush built another version of this coaster, um, a newer one um, called Dragon Con at Port Aventura. So, for those that didn't know, the park was actually built by Bush Gardens uh, before being sold to Universal prior to Port Aventura's opening, which then became Universal Mediterranean. Um, and of course, now it's part of a different chain and it's just called uh, Port Aventura World. Um, the new product line of BM was, um, well this particular one, was riding on the wall for Arrow's demise. At the same time, Arrow was tasked with building Drakenfire, an attempt at building a modern looping coaster to compete with B&M, and we all know how that ended. It's just wild to me to think that Drakenfire was going to be Arrow's answer to building a Mega Looper, yeah. because you kind of have to think about it this way, both Bush, Gar uh, Bush Gardens Tampa and Bush Gardens Buildings both wanted to build large looping coasters at the same time and B&M was already too busy fulfilling yeah. all these smaller projects but then also the big project Kumba um, so they couldn't take on Dragonfire and Bush Gardens uh, Villains were like okay we're not waiting yeah. so they instead went with an arrow promise that completely failed um, and I think it, that's one of those moments in Arrow's timeline where I think everyone can like clearly see where Arrow really wasn't going to yeah. live up to it. The fact that they still lasted as many years as they did after that yeah. is an absolute surprise. The fact me. that yeah, the fact that Drakenfire wasn't the end of that company is amazing to me. In fact, they they've got a couple of coasters rides that opened the same year as like like B and M similar stuff like. With Kumba, we have Fantasia Special, <laughs> the basic double loop triple corkscrew, and then like while B&M was building Dragon Con and breaking the inversion record, Era was building Big Dipper at Luna Park with its goofy transitions. Um, but to be fair, Kumba <laughs> was such an incredible project for just a coaster. Uh, industry as a whole. Uh, it's also referred to as the coast that introduced well-known elements uh, such as the dive loop as the first, the mm -hmm. zero-g loop, I'm uh, sorry, the zero-g roll in, in its sit-down version, um, the interlocking core screws that we all love so much. So these And the lineup of elements that were found on Kumba's layout, even though they were all kind of introduced for the first time, mm -hmm. um, have proven to be so successful that now they're standard on most B&M loopers, including the Florida's coasters. So you can think about like Scream, Medusa, yeah. um, a lot of floorless coasters are kind of just remixes of, of Kumba. Really, everything that is a sit-down looping coaster with from B&M is like the DNA from Kumba is in there. Everything like Kraken, Superman, Krypton coaster, uh, Dominator, like all of those rides, Wildfire are all just kind of like taking what Kumba did and packaging it differently 
um, to suit the needs of different clients and, and uh, topography and, and whatnot. And I just think it's important to recognize the fact that when Kumba opened, it was the first time that a looper, that you know, looping coaster had a bunch of different inversions. I mean, the seven was, you know, the max at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but for all of them to be different, Okay, I understand there's two core screws, but um, you know they were interlocking. So even that was a whole even different kind of setup. It wasn't it wasn't different. a continuous rolling core yeah. screw that we that we known from the Vacomas and for the Arrows. It was the interlocking core screw. Um, so it's really impressive that B&M designed this coaster and came up with seven unique elements, um, and then of course interwaved it or interwove it with the rest of the Congo area and building a tunnel and a helix. And overall, Kumba still really shines as in like they did everything they could and. Even coasters after that, they kind of cut some of the meat off, and you know, they kind of made it some. Well, some... like the part after the corkscrews is honestly one of my favorite because you totally. you set yourself up for that little swoop under the station, yeah, underground that tunnel, dive, yeah. into an uphill helix. Like that's a great moment. That's a fabulous finale for a ride that is very inversion centric. For the finale to be so pronounced and also not be an inversion. Another thing that's really funny about Kuma because it's the first is the shortness of the brake runs. The mid <laughs> yeah. the brake runs pretty much only fit at train length. Yeah. So the mid course brake run is a train length, and then the first brake run after the final helix is also one train length. So they're really snappy little brakes, yeah. but they're also really short little runs. So when you take pictures of them, you literally can only fit one train mm -hmm. on them. So I really wonder what it's like having in like an emergency, like an e-stop on the mid yeah. course, for example, because you would just have to slam the in first couple the of cars would probably be hanging over the edge. Yeah, it's really funny. But yeah, overall, like Kumba is one of our absolute favorite coasters. Mm -hmm. It rides like a classic, but it has that B&M quality to it. It runs really, really well, um, and it has a bunch of little quirky, the quirky things to it that are very great, old B&M. Such a great and I really presence. Like that. Yeah, and it, but yeah, it is the portrait of a of a young B&M like showing the world how many, uh, just how many roller coaster manufacturers' careers they were about to end. Boom. <laughs> Painful. Um, speaking of Bush Garden Stampa, we recently wrote Iron Gwazi, so make sure you check out all of our content on now YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, of course, thecoasterkings.com, mm -hmm. and our special episode about SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment 2022 coasters. We're talking Icebreaker, Iron Gwazi, Pantheon, Emperor, Emperor, all the good stuff. So check that out here on Coast Kings Radio, and we'll catch you on the next minisode. Bye! Bye.